Hello, I am Kendall. And I am Bree. And you are listening to When the Light Goes Out. <laughs> happy, happy Friday. May all your dreams come true. It's another Friday. and uh, I like the color blue. Ooh. <laughs> hey. Well, welcome, everyone. I don't like the color blue. <laughs> it's okay. I actually don't either, so it's all right. Um, I like red. I don't like blue. I'm an orange gal. Orange. So we're close. Love. I like the sunset orange. Oh, period. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Like the like... good, like, macaroni cheese. Ooh. <laughs> no, like a little darker, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us in another episode of our wonderful show that we have been going on now for how long has it been? We started this a in while. October? Yeah. We started our first episode, I think, was like the end of. October. August. Oh, August. August, September. Yeah. September. It was September. Uh, September, October. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Because it was like beginning of October. Like right before. Yeah. And here we, we are. started the series. Started the series. The Cecil Hotel series. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That, yeah. That was a good series, too. That was fun. That was fun. That oh, my gosh. Well, today's case, in my opinion, is like super... Well, I won't say super, but it has some some parallels to feel like the um what was the case that we did um elisa lamb elisa lamb case yeah which is it's really sad and really just uh just crazy in my opinion but i mean hey that's why we're here to tell these stories as i always say to you guys but um first of all i'm gonna need jack frosty boy to pack his shit and get, get the, the hell out of midwest because bruh i am ready for my spring outfits already and uh <laughs> it's not getting any easier <laughs> fuck right off seriously with this weather Ugh. so sick of it i literally had to chisel my car after work chisel for that's 20 what you gotta minutes. do i get it chisel the ice off it literally got to the point where my hands actually felt like they were frostbite they hurt serious? so bad because i was chiseling the ice off my car for 20 minutes and it got to the point where i was just so cold and frustrated that i started like smacking the ice off <laughs> instead of chiseling out at it and honestly it worked better Did so it? recommend okay. Um, 10 but out of 10 recommends. Yeah, but maybe be a little careful just so, you know, you don't break your windshield. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, I love that. Oh, my gosh. I hate the weather. I hate the cold. I hate the fact that Michigan just has so many seasons. It bugs the hell out of me. Never loved it. Never liked it in my life. But here we are. Um, we're here. Uh, and... I think also, I, I like walked out this morning and all I could see was this trees covered in ice. ice. I forget that that even is a thing. Like, ugh. if you live anywhere else in the world and you don't have snow or you hardly ever have snow and you're probably thinking, what? I love snow. No. Stop. Stop. Don't. Live here for your life. Yeah. Honestly, if you could trade places and that, if you want to, you know, switch with me and, you know, <laughs> live here for a day be my guest nah. it's fine seriously <laughs> the ice was actually like 
broke off a branch of a tree like oh my god seriously i think like i was gonna say on the way to your um on on the way to your place there are so many like streets like that are out like yes no street lights or anything and it's just i have a video of um when i was driving home from work the lights were out and it literally looked like a rave on the freeway Oh shit! I have never seen for that like in my life a mile or two miles. Oh, stretch. you guys can't see this, obviously, but the literally the streetlights on the freeway are just like flickering on and off. It's like, like almost like some phenomena. It's like kind of creepy. Fucking rave! Like good fucking luck if you have seizures oh, from yeah epilepsy or because, something. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's really dangerous. Oh my god, Bree's looking at <laughs> Bree's taking pictures of me and Boo. As we're <laughs> recording right now, we'll post it on our, ooh, we'll post it on our Instagram. That's cute. Are they cute enough? Can I see them? I'm scared. They're not the best. Oh, wait, you no. look good. Since I'm ready now. You look me. good, but Boo isn't All really looking place. in the pictures. Booby. Middle of a show. I'm just having a cute little photo shoot. But hold on, guys. Oh, gorgeous. Okay, I got a whole bunch. Sit idle. Wait, we're not done yet. No, I'm just kidding. We're done. Fuck, that is cute. Okay, bet. Send that to me. That's going to be on another picture. Okay. Yeah, this one's Instagram post That's Instagram post worthy. The other one was like uh, Instagram so story. Cute. Uh, I airdropped it to you. Anywho. Did you get it? I don't know. Yeah, yeah I did get it. Accept it. Yeah, I got it. You hear that? I got it. Anyways, okay. Shoot. Back to the show. <laughs> back Going to the back. show. We're sitting... St- we're over here sending each other pictures. Okay. Anywho. So um, I had to say, though, on, on terms of just... Uh, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I think someone's yelling. Someone's like... <laughs> that's all i hear in the next room i'm like what the fuck is that i'm sorry guys yelling outside uh, well i needed to say this on uh, on the note of just what what the actual fuck for the week tennessee fuck what, tennessee what the actual fuck is going on over there there has now been the first ban on quote-unquote adult cabaret performances aka track shows in the state of tennessee so that just pretty much means that it's an offense for a person to engage in adult cabaret performance on public property or in a local location where the adult cabaret performance could be viewed as a person who is not an adult. So basically they're saying if you're a child below 18 and you see like someone performing in quote unquote adult cabaret, you'll be arrested or you know this is a stupid law fines or whatever so <sighs> i am so sorry all my queers out in tennessee if you're listening to us a uh, stupid law stupid ass law i don't care what they say like i know this is a i know they're like don't say certain things on our podcast but no fuck that like what the actual fuck tennessee this is literally like i feel like this is is this not against human rights it just seems like it i don't know it it's just, just it's like um it's just freedom of speech, or to me, or it has to be something. I guess, like, segregation in a way, but not necessarily. I'm trying to think of the word for it. I, know, I think I know what you're getting at. Oh, what is that word? I can't think of it. It's like no, it's segregation, okay. separation. Don't hurt your mind thinking about it. It's I'm okay. hurting my mind. Just... The wheels are turning. <laughs> it's the most thinking I've done today. <laughs> no, it's okay. But, no, it. that's just something I really had to just mention. Well, that was all of my, like... I guess true crime news. I mean, to me, it's true crime that he would fucking. It's a crime against. It's a humanity. crime against humanity. But 
we're not going to Tennessee today. Today, we're going to California. Mm, I want to go to California. I want to go to California, too. That Let's sounds go to really California. Nice right now. Let's go. Let's just go. Done. Let's just go. Packing our Let's bags. establish ourselves and just, just go. Let's just... <laughs> Packing our bags. Packing our bags. When the lights go speak. out, goes on vacation. Ooh, I like that. Vacation Check episode? out some spooky episodes and some Victorian we California mansions. Visit the Winchester house? I the think that's Winchester. in California. That's in California, it right? It is. You're right. It's in San Francisco, I do believe. Period. Period. Go. Packing our bags. Let's go. Let's cool. Go. Let's go. <laughs> well, um... Without further ado. Oh, without further ado. <laughs> oh, by the way, I'm reading today's episode. Oh, Brie, it's taking over today's episode. What? I'm excited for this. What? For anybody it's... who likes when I do episodes, here you go. This is this is your time. It's not going to happen often. This is a, a phenomena. We love <laughs> not it. Not the phenomena. The phenomena. It's not going to happen often, so uh, <laughs> you're welcome. I love it. Me and Boo are going to sit back and just listen. Love. <laughs> All right, people. Episode twenty-five. Woo! woo let's get woo. it. Halfway through our twenty-fives. Halfway to. I mean twenties. Halfway through our twenty-fives. Halfway through our twenties. <laughs> oh, halfway. Yeah. yeah. I was like halfway to fifty. You're like halfway to twenty-five. <laughs> halfway through our. 20s. That's my dumbass motives. That's my dumbass mind right now. That's I'm my just... dumbass mind. You're like, woo, our twenties, and I'm like fifties. <laughs> I know I'm a crazy I'm old cat lady, but like, damn. <laughs> um, episode 25, The Disappearance of Matrice Richardson. This was a fun case to really get into and investigate. It's an investigate. interesting case. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunate case, but interesting. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, me and Brie had talked about this case, and um, I feel like this is one of those cases that if you are strongly opinionated when it comes to true crime, true crime, or just cases the in general, police forces and cases, mm. things like that, I feel like this yeah, is no one kidding. of those. You're gonna yeah. be you're gonna be yelling at the phone. Yeah, literally, wherever you listen yelling to your at podcast. the speaker, just like infuriated because yeah. I know I am Some still bullshit. just. Ugh. But further ado, let's dive in. Before we enter into the story. Um, this case takes place mostly in 2009, and we still don't really know what happened to Matrice the night she went missing, but let's jump into the story. Let's yeah. not get ahead of ourselves. Not get ahead of ourselves. Matrice LaVon Richardson was born on April 30th in 1985 to her parents, Latrice Sutton and Michael Richardson, though had been raised by her mother and stepfather, Larry Sutton, in Covina, California, which is about 22 miles east outside of downtown Los Angeles. Hmm. Matrice's biological father, Michael, was sent to prison when Matrice was a little girl, but after he had been released a decade later, he really wanted to change and be there for his daughter. Good for him. Yeah, I, I love a good father that could change her life around and... I mean, we all do bad shit. We do it in our lifetimes, but it's all about if you can change that. Yeah. Um, and he did end up changing his life around, actually. He was starting to become a much more present father to Matrice, and he did eventually end up getting a job in healthcare. Good. Good for him. Good for him. Matrice's mother, Latrice, was always very serious about her daughter's education and really helped her grow to become a very intelligent gal. She was top of her class at South Hills High School in West Covina, 
period. Smart-ass chick. Slay. Love girl power. <laughs> she was a very competitive cheerleader, and most of her friends would describe her as a very preppy California girl, as well as her mother describing her as a girly girl that was not at all outdoorsy. Me too. Matrice. Yeah. I guess if you look at pictures of her, too, and like of the episode... At WTLGL Podcast on, on Instagram, um, we'll have pictures of her. But she was really, pretty. really pretty. Mm-hmm. Like she was, and I think like this. And I'm not gonna say like I don't know for sure, but I want to believe that a lot of the things and a lot of the reasons she got away with certain things throughout this case is probably because of how intelligent already but also how pretty she was and pretty so privileged. i think she yeah she that pretty privileged life she was a pretty girl <laughs> girl insert california girl by katie perry literally yeah Love. yeah there you go <laughs> yeah she's so pretty in fact that she eventually started getting into dance classes and pageantries and she really loved being in pageants Ooh, she looks so pretty in her pictures too of her pageants and her like little chesses and i love it <laughs> no kidding um, as Kendall was saying, with all of that beauty that Matrice did have, she definitely knew how to use it to win the judges over and just like win everybody over in general. And she had a very outgoing energy, brains, charm, everything. We love it. So she was like, Miss Girl. Miss Girl, Miss get you a girl, girl that can do it all. Hey. <laughs> um, around the time that Matrice had went to college, <clears throat> excuse me, not me. <laughs> Puberty cracking. <laughs> Around the time that Matrice had went to college, she really started exploring her sexuality, like most people do, to be honest. Yeah, we all did. <laughs> yeah, That's when they're away well. from home. So, <laughs> In 2006, she made a very difficult decision to come out to her family as gay um, in fear that her family would disown her. But it was actually the exact opposite. Her family fully accepted her sexuality, and soon after, Matrice would start dating her then-girlfriend, Tessa Moon. Good. Well, what a blessing to have a family that really supports... I was... Sorry. <laughs> I, I feel like you should say... You're fully supports, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Oh, I guess I, I could I was like, I that. feel like I'm you sorry. should... Because that makes it sound like your family does not support you at all. <laughs> no, like, they Janae definitely supports do. you. De- Janae, Mark, Mary, they all do. Um, no, I, I could say, I guess, as just being a, you know, queer person myself, that, like, it, it's really scary when you first have to come out to your family and, like... It's just, like, all the emotions. How do you guys get through this? Um, and I always tell, like, any of the queer people out there, too, that, like, it's it's always, like, difficult at first. Once you get past that, you know, it, it gets much easier. It's easier, so I cannot speak. Whether it's, you know, whether your family does or doesn't, you know, like the fact that you choose a sexuality or not even choose because you don't even choose it the one you're born with or one you just adapt into so um i get it again that wow <laughs> for whatever reason i feel like your mama knew from a young age i think most moms know quite honestly moms say and like not even only my mom like my, um one of my friend's moms was like the same thing my mom said which i knew like i know my baby boy or i know my baby girl and like 
I feel like your parents know. Your yeah. parents really know, especially if they're so invested in your life. Like, it seems like, you know, uh, Matrice, like Matrice's mom was. Yeah. It seems like that, too. It's like pick a thing. You pick up on the cues. You pick up on the cues. Yeah. You know your kid. You know the cues. So. Love. <laughs> um, eventually, Matrice did obtain a Bachelor of Arts degree in psychology in 2008 from California State University, Fullerton. Ooh. That's a mouthful. And soon after, the now 23-year-old moves in with her great-grandmother, Mildred, who is 91 years old, to look after her and just be there if she needed her. Yeah. Period. Matrice really out here. I know. She's like a well-rounded woman. She really is. Like, good for her. Matrice had some trouble looking for work at first, so she started working at Santa Fe Spring Shipping Company, owned by her friend's father, doing clerical work, and still made little to nothing. So she ended up getting a part-time job as a dancer at a LGBTQ plus go-go dance club in Long Beach where she would adopt the stage name Hazel. Hey. Um, keep in mind, too, this wasn't like stripping. This was just a go-go dancer yeah. is yeah, all she yeah. was doing. So she was just like dancing her little pretty that. self. There is, um, I don't want to triangulate where it is because I know people all over listen to us. But um, there is one club, I'll just say. Um, in Michigan, Brawley, don't know where it is. Um, that is very much like that that I've been to before. Um, it's not a it's not a queer oriented like go go dance club, but it's like a you could tell it's like a very funky kind of funky kind of fresh fun. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's yeah. not like a like strip everybody's club. Everybody's there. Yeah, no. Yeah, people are like all having Just fun. Just like dancing. Yeah, people are having yeah, and they might get like a little loose or something. I've seen people like take off some layers, but no one's ever you know fully. Just buns out, guns out, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Calabunga. Long Beach. (laughs) So at this point, Matrice did not mind working the two different jobs. She was really happy, had a stable income, and she also was considering attending medical school to get her PhD in child psychology. Yes. Queen shit. Killing the shit. I love it. Queen shit. Not long after this, Matrice eventually found a forensic psychologist internship while still having her nightclub job, while also doing beauty pageants, and also doing her modeling shoots here and there. Um, And from her family's perspective, she seemed to be perfectly happy. Oh, she's doing that all. Although, (laughs) behind closed doors, there was a lot going on between Matrice and Tessa's relationship, so Mm. her then-girlfriend. Um, According to several different sources, in the summer of 2009, Matrice grew intimate feelings for a regular at the Long Beach club she worked at, and this girl's name was Vanessa. Oh, not Vanessa. (laughs) So the tea on Vanessa is that... The tea? The tea (laughs) is that she already had a girlfriend, and she made it very clear to Matrice that she was not interested, but Matrice was very convinced that she could win her over. Okay, Matrice. Uh, okay, Matrice. Not a good idea. But I don't say do that. If someone says no, <laughs> no take it as a no. Say no. <laughs> um, one evening after Matrice's shifts, she gets into her car and drives six hours from Long Beach, California to Las Vegas, oh. Nevada to crash yeah. Vanessa's birthday party. Yeah. Six hours. Six She crazy for Vanessa. When she did that, Vanessa had no idea and literally just told Matrice, I told you I wasn't interested. Please stay away from me. 
Yeah, I mean, I would too. Yeah, I would But too. I couldn't imagine driving that far for someone I like and then, then saying that. I mean, I guess in this but instance, I But she also told her no. Yeah, I guess in this instance, I would have said, okay, yeah. they said no in the first place. I wouldn't yeah. track them down. Would you, yeah, at that That's point, ins- it's like stalkery. It's stalkery. And yeah. I guess she kind of got let off easy for yeah. that. Yeah, because so. that's definitely, like, red flag. Love you, Matrice, but definitely... Yeah, a little of a red flag. <laughs> yeah, definitely, like, a little a little much. Vanessa would later tell Press that she found Matrice to be acting out of place that night and is, as if she was confused why Vanessa said what she had said. Um, this did come to light, and when it did, Tessa decided to end their relationship, to which Matrice was a little mad about, but was not super bothered by, and soon she had been invited to be a guest model at the Playboy Mansion's Hot Summer Nights Party hey. in LA. <laughs> Matrice sent back quick. So quickly, her focus <laughs> shifted to her career. Okay, period. She said, break up, other girl didn't want me, Playboy Mansion. <laughs> Play, let's go. Playboy money. Is that easy? <laughs> Apparently, for pretty girls it is. Oh, whatever. Oh, my God. I love that. I'm dead. It seems like this is when things really started to get weird for Matrice. Um, her family would start to recognize that she was drifting further and further away from them. Mm-hmm. She would never really answer her phone anymore, and her mom would always recount getting odd and cryptic messages from her daughter and sent says she couldn't understand mm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> starting to get a little weird oftentimes when her mother latrice would receive these messages asking if she was okay or if she needed help matrice would reply quote you told me i could be anything i wanted you told me i was miss america you told me i was america's next top model now you know what i want to be when i grow up miss mother nature because miss america is a fake ass joke along with everything else we see so I'm trying to find my way to Michelle Obama to see if she'll talk to Mr. Obama about my position in the White House. Oh. Does yeah, not make sense. I couldn't tell you what that means, but um, what I can say is it seems very directive. Like, I couldn't tell you why, but, like, it seems like, I don't know, as seeing that as her mother, I'd be obviously really worried because I'm like, what is she talking about? The first but, part. The first part made sense. sense. Like it seems and that like that seems like directed to her mom. To her mom, as if like her mom did something wrong to her yeah. or something, or betrayed her in some yeah. way. So that's weird. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, the Obama thing. The right. Obama thing. I, I, I yeah. I, I don't know about that. But <laughs> <laughs> this also was the era of MySpace. So Matrice would make these long rambling posts on my on MySpace. Yeah. Um, and based on the timestamps, it was really clear that she would stay up all night long typing out these long posts that made absolutely no sense to anybody. Ooh. MySpace. <laughs> I never they had a MySpace. How I, I, that's beyond my time. Yeah, I never uh, had one. I don't, I don't have that either. I got a Facebook really late in the game. I think MySpace for me, uh, like we're literally a year apart, so I guess... When I first like heard about MySpace, I wasn't really on. Like I wasn't allowed to have yeah, social media. Like, I didn't yet. have a phone or anything. Yeah, and then by the time I was able to have social media, I was old enough to be on social media, yeah. and I just got an Instagram. And I called it that. So yeah. And by the way, her MySpace is actually still partially up and running, but it just has old photos of her and her coworkers at the nightclubs. Or photos of her with Tessa. I myself forget that MySpace is still running at all. <laughs> yeah, do people actually still like go on it every day? Yeah, they they do. It's still a running thing. Like people use it all the time. I've never um, ever ever heard anybody say that they use their MySpace. I don't still. think we'll hear it from our our generation. 
<laughs> that like, sounds I, awful. Oh, like, maybe. There'd be some like hipster friend that would be like, oh yeah. Oh, I don't have MySpace, man. MySpace. Who's looking at your MySpace? I That's my love question. MySpace. Well, if you have a MySpace, we're not judging you. We just want to know. I'm just why. curious, is all. Like only because like I feel like no one else is on it. So That's like, what I'm saying. who's like looking at it? Let's bring MySpace back. Let's make it like cool i personally i prefer myspace over facebook i don't even like facebook anymore like i don't even i don't know i am not a facebook person i've like recently come to like facebook but that's only because of like all the family stuff and stuff i guess yeah same reasons yeah that's really it i don't ever share anything though unless it's like oh no well i i do share my cute pictures yeah you guys can find me there if you want to look at my cute pictures but you can also find the same ones on instagram at (laughs) this is kendall hudson okay sorry moving on back to the story (laughs) um an example of a post that she shared on myspace was on an investigation discovery docu episode saying quote have you ever woke up at 7 a.m crying on a saturday because now that you see the light you see all the people lost in the dark welcome to my reality oh Quote. That's, that's kind of poetic. That's way. very poetic, but it's also very dark. Concerning. And yeah. concerning. It's I'm a scared. Concerning. It's very poetic, though. Like, it makes yeah. sense if you want to, like, dissect it. Um, but the posts are just told to get more and more bizarre. Um, and at this time, she was about 24 years old. Okay. Like so, a, like, our age. Yeah. yeah. So, like, for, like, a, a brief reminder. Yeah. Um, on September 15th, 2009, Matrice makes a random stop at her aunt and uncle's house, not too far from her great-grandmother's house, when her aunt recounts Matrice pulling up, getting out of her car, and throwing around little business cards with her stage name Hazel on them and her information. Interesting. <laughs> her aunt was very confused, as you yeah. sound. Um, <laughs> because she didn't really see Matrice a ton, and now she's just, like, scattering her business cards onto her lawn, in her mailbox, and into the bushes, and her car. And then she sees Matrice write a note to her uncle in incoherent writing, kisses it with the lipstick she wore, and places it on his car's windshield. Oh. So she's definitely having, like, a little... A little... Maybe, like... It's looking like to me from this point and again i'm not i am not a psychologist i cannot you know we're self-diagnosing right now yeah pretty much but to me it's looking like an episode it's looking like an episode just from um i mean i've had family members growing up that were that have shown like small amounts of like random tantrums or things like that and um i always questioned too myself like growing up like why are these family members doing what they do why are they getting so crazy out of the sudden why are they doing these random things like throwing things against the wall and stuff and um later to could later to come to find out it seems like it's mostly just bipolar disorder sounds bipolar and like a manic episode or a manic episode yeah it's definitely kind of what it sounds like it's definitely something that's it's leading sure. towards it's not, like, that like normal yeah yeah um so the next day on september 16th 2009 matrice tells her great-grandmother that she had plans with some of her friends and she wasn't going to come home for dinner that night apparently matrice and her great-grandmother always shared dinner time together unless matrice had other plans or if she was working so her great-grandmother just says okay have fun Ooh. Um, Matrice hops in her drop top. No. Matrice hops into her 1990 Honda Civic and she drives from South LA to Malibu. And according to Google Maps, that would be about an hour to an hour and a half drive. Um, But, you know, with 
traffic, and I've heard LA traffic's fucking horrible. Pretty brutal. It could be like <laughs> two to three hours. Um, and um, something else that's important to make note of is Malibu is not what many think Malibu is. Malibu has a lot of nice big homes and beaches, but they mostly, or for the most part, are very secluded and private. Um, most people that go to Malibu just go to get away from the busy life in LA, so there's really not that much to do. That's what um, I see whenever I think of, like, Malibu. I think of, like, some beaches and stuff like that. But, like, if there's homes, it's just, like, they're all secluded because, you know. I just want to get away. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of acre. Like, a lot of acre of land from all the wealthy people. The that, wealthy um, people with money. We'll get there one day. Mm-hmm. Um, on a podcast called, and that's why we drink, we love that podcast. It's a great podcast. <laughs> they briefly mentioned that after Matrice's family later found out she was in Malibu, they knew she was interested in attending Pepperdine University in Malibu, so... Oh, I've always wanted to go to Pepperdine. That was, like, one of my, like... Bro, that's the Zoe 101. It is, isn't it? I know you see... Oh, wait, no, that was Hannah Montana that I was just doing. No, oh, that was, was it, kind of... Um, was it Zoe 101 or was it... Oh, no, they went Zoe to, 101, yeah. No, the thing that I was doing, I think, was Hannah Montana, but I meant for Zoe 101. Oh, it's sure. Zoe 101, Okay, sure. okay. Um, That's so cool. If any people uh, watch Amber Scholl, I love her. She's so... Amber Scholl. She's like a beauty... Um, oh, she does the, like, true crime she, beauty no, stuff? No, no, or, no, no, no. She's, um... Like a beauty YouTuber, I guess, but she's known for her like broke bitch tips. So she oh, had oh. like no money when she first started, and now she's like really successful and stuff. Oh, and she shit. just preaches like be a bad bitch, basically. She's super great. But anyway, <laughs> she went. Bitch. No, that's like her whole brand. She's so oh, pretty too. Um, but she went to Pepperdine, and she has like a tour on her um, YouTube oh. of Pepperdine University, and it's so weird seeing it because it's literally Zoe 101. Oh, shit. It seems like a cool-ass school to go to. I'm not going to lie. Wait, quick side note. I'm so sorry to to deter so far away from this. But um, if anyone goes to any like high-ranked schools, let me know. Because, holy shit, I want to know what that's like. I'm not like, yeah, I don't know in my lifetime. Like... Yeah, let me know what it's like. Because me and my not very high-ranked school. <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, I wonder if we have anyone that goes to like UCLA or NYU that is just like, oh, I like this show a lot, and we just don't know that. That's Korean. I hope so. We got some smart cuties some out there. Some smart queens and smart... kings out there. I know. Um. So yeah, they knew that she was interested in attending Pepperdine University in Malibu, so they figured that maybe she went to visit the campus yeah, and did like a, get a tour. Like a campus tour. Yeah, yeah, they were just thinking of anything at this point. Other than that, though, they knew no real reason of why she'd want to go to Malibu all alone. Yeah. During that drive, friends of hers also recounted receiving these erratic text messages from Matrice that they couldn't understand. Um, and later on that same day, so September 16, 2009, Matrice eventually does arrive in Malibu, and she pulls into a high-end restaurant called... Jeffries, Geoffrey's Malibu off the Pacific Coast Highway, which just random fact, <laughs> it just so happens to be right down the street from Steven Spielberg's Malibu Mansion. Ooh. Okay, Steven. Hey, Steven. Okay. your next movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kendall's a star. Put him in. I'm a star. <laughs> um, so she drives up into the valley lot because she's bougie in her 1990 Honda Civic. Vintage. The 
<laughs> the valet man um, just started to leave uh, one of his cars that he was sitting in, waiting for customers. Walks up and tells her, one second, ma'am, while I park the car in front of you. When he gets back, he finds Matrice in his passenger seat, rambling through his CD collection in his car. Oh, okay. When he asks, um, what okay. you doing? <laughs> Matrice responds, I'm here to avenge the death of Michael Jackson. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, so, just like all of us. All right. He's a little confused. <laughs> and he responds, what? And she just responds and says, it's subliminal. Oh. She's oh, like, shit. Artsy. She is artsy. She's artsy. She's artsy for sure. Wow. Subliminal. That sounds subliminal. like very like Tumblr. That sounds it's so subliminal. like Grunge. early 2000s yeah. too. Like I could see that in a movie. Like man. it's subliminal. Yeah. <laughs> the valet was super chill about this. He even gets in the car with her and politely asks her to step out. Um, and then she asks him, hey, is Vanessa here? Confused, he says, um, no, there isn't a Vanessa that I know of. So she's still picking about Vanessa. Yeah. Mm. They both get out. He goes inside, lets the workers know she's a little weird. There's something off <laughs> about her. So just, like, keep an eye out. Watch out for her. <laughs> the restaurant is pretty accommodating. Oh, and they good, say yeah. it's just cool to let her in and we'll watch her and see what happens. So Matrice does eventually walk into Jeffrey's Malibu. Jeffrey's, yeah, Jeffrey's Malibu. Um, and she's seated at a table by herself, and she orders an ocean breeze cocktail and a Kobe steak dinner. That sounds Period. so good. That sounds good. like a good-ass meal. Ooh, I never ocean breeze Malibu in Malibu. like Ocean breeze cocktail. <laughs> oh, sorry. Malibu. Ocean yeah. breeze cocktail in Malibu. Yeah. I can't imagine what that tastes like. It sounds Kobe amazing. Like a dream. Um, I'm starving right now, too, so anything sounds I delicious. Honestly, I didn't eat dinner either. Oh, I didn't either. Um, after her drink comes, she gets up and she walks over to a random table and she just invites herself to sit. <laughs> There's not really a source that clarified this, but it's said that this was a table with a couple of people sitting at it. So like a few people. Mm-hmm. They all greet each other. They're pretty nice. And they ask her where she's from. And she says, I'm from Mars. Okay. <laughs> Mars. Sister. <laughs> I don't know how I, okay. Sorry, one second. I don't, I don't know how I would, um, respond. respond. Well, first of all, I'm a very, I think personally, I keep saying I, I feel like I always say I, 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 but like, I'm just like relating to it, I guess. But, um, I, I feel like I'm not great at like, I love talking to people. Don't get me wrong. But like when someone comes over to my table and sits, like when I'm at the coffee shop and I'm researching, when I'm researching like one of our topics or something, um, I've had times where like random people have come to just sit or like they'll be like, can I just sit like here? It's busy here or whatever. And I get it like fine. But like, I'm just still awkward. Like I am not an awkward person, but when someone random comes up to me and just randomly bombards me out of nowhere and they're like, Hey, I'm like, Oh, hi. I gotta like go off script. Uh, I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, not, I'm not ready to talk to people. Like, like hi. <laughs> so the people at this table weren't rude or anything, but they're kind of just like, okay, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> just like, playing right. along with the awkward moment. I would. Um, yeah, I would too. She starts talking about random topics like astrological signs with these people, but they aren't really understanding what she's saying because she's talking very quickly. Okay, fair. I'd be into that. I'd be like, so what sign are you? 
I'm a Scorpio. Who is it? It's Ron. If you're listening to this, my friend Ron, he, he'll be like, before you go on the date or he'll be like, after he'll be like, after a date, he'll be like, so what's his sign? And I'm like, I didn't ask. <laughs> I don't I forgot. know. <laughs> I forgot to ask. <laughs> Bitch, you best know I'm going to figure that shit out before the date. I always forget to ask that question. I'm pretty sure I knew uh, Simon's like pretty fast really yeah. fuck See, he's an Aquarius i'm bitch. still learning I, I think i'm i'm still like a novice right mm, novice is too good right no. no novice is like new new beginner yeah i'll say i'm a novice that's where yeah. i am it's a humble beginner humble beginner <laughs> <laughs> um so the server comes over and asks are you all okay and they the server even offered the table a free drink because they knew that they let this girl in and she was acting a little out of pocket. Yeah. So he was just trying to be like, hey, hey. Do you guys want a drink? <laughs> hey, guys. Hey. You doing okay? <laughs> <laughs> One guy at the table responds saying, she's bizarre, but manageable. <laughs> me? She, that's, what, <laughs> that's what everyone says about me. He's bizarre, but he's manageable. Bizarre but manageable. And she had seemed super friendly, so no one found her like threatening or anything. They just yeah. thought she was a little weird, a little off. Yeah. Um, if anything, they actually just like found her entertaining. So she eventually goes back to her table, eats her meal, and at that point though, she's like still going back and forth between the two tables. Yeah. She like maybe Can she's I... like taking a bite and then she's like, hey, 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 how y'all doing over here? Um. Eventually, that table does leave when they finish eating their meal, and so does Matrice. Um, so she gets up and she heads for the door. As she does, the manager runs up in front of her and blocks her from leaving to tell her that she hasn't paid her bill. Ooh. Her bill added up to a whopping $89.51. Oh. And she tells the manager that she had figured that the other table she sat with had paid her meal. And the manager, like, literally stared at her and told her, no, they didn't pay for your bill. Oh, yeah. This she, is a Wendy's. <laughs> hi, this is she then says, well, I'm busted. What are we going to do? She just says that. <laughs> I'm, She's I'm like, busted. Oh, sure. Okay. I'm busted. Okay. Oh, wow. This is... I feel like we're, like, laughing a lot, but it's more because it's very bizarre. But obviously, yeah. clearly, this is, like, a... Yeah. I don't she's think she's definitely mental crisis. The 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 situation that she's in to me isn't a laughing matter. Like I don't I think we understand that by now there is something going on Clearly like wrong. Yeah, that she's is definitely un, going through like a mental a mental break, break and something's yeah. happening. Even if something isn't right with her, it it makes sense to I mean make light of some things that are coming out of the situation because you know when it comes to like the small things like the guys and, you know, the people at the restaurant, they seem really nice about this kind of thing. Where yeah. I feel like most people like kind of be like... like, turned her down or asked her to leave? Or asked her to yeah. leave or, like, been assholes. And it seems like this whole situation, like, everyone kind of really just wanted her to be a, a guest there. And yeah. they didn't really want to make a big situation of yeah, it. Yeah, they so. wanted to, like you know, help her, I guess. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All sad. Yeah, definitely not a funny situation. But, it you know, She's giving bizarre. the... Yeah, the bizarre predicament, it can be, like, a laughing matter, in my opinion, so. Um, the manager would later state that she did seem very out of it, as mm-hmm. if she was in a trance-like state. She was speaking a lot of weird gibberish under her breath. Um, so the manager instructs one of the hosts to dial the police, and the hostess tells the operator, we have a guest here that's refusing to pay her bill. She sounds pretty crazy. She may be on drugs or something. We want you to come up here and give her a ride. 
Not long after the call, about probably like 10 minutes later, the police arrive and they ask her, what's up? What's going on? Tell us about yourself. Like, um, appeasing questions. Yeah. Probably. Like, just to calm her down. Yeah, just to like, be the good, the good cop. You want to yeah. make sure they don't go crazy on yeah. you. Um, she says, my parents are dead. My mother is Mother Earth and I live with my great grandmother, Mildred. They say, uh, okay, do you think you could give us a phone number to someone we could call to help you out? She does end up giving them her grandmother's phone number, and when they get Mildred on the phone, they explain the situation to her, and she's completely lost and confused at this point, because the whole time she thought Matrice was out with her friends in South LA, and not in in, Malibu. She wasn't far from home. She was right down the street. Yeah, Yeah, and she ended up in Malibu, so she's like, what the fuck? Way far away from where she was supposed to be. So the first thing Mildred wants to handle is an unpaid bill. So she's like, I'll go grab my card, pay the bill over the phone. But unfortunately, the manager says you can only pay in person because you have to sign for it. So she tells the manager, I don't think I can do that. I'm 91 years old and I really shouldn't drive that far at night. The manager tells Mildred, well, the only other way to pay would be by faxing over your information. But Mildred didn't own a fax machine. That really sucks. It's like you're trying to... Yeah, like, she's trying her best and then She's like, I will literally pay you. Yeah, this is not helping. Let me pay you. (laughs) Give me my, give me your, like, what am I trying to say? Shit. (laughs) Like, take my money. Take my money. I'd be like, forge my signature, bitch. You have my permission. Yes. How annoying. Wow. I'm 91 years old. I ain't driving my dog. Yeah, she's literally an elderly woman. Like, you're. Yeah, you're going to make her drive up there to sign a piece of paper? Girl. God. Soon the LA City Sheriff's Department um, arrive and Mildred is still speaking to Matrice on the phone. Mildred would later share that Matrice sounded very unbothered by the whole situation as if it was fun or like funny. That's um, what I was expecting. And this really yeah. worried her grandmother, which I mean, her great grandmother, which as it should. It would definitely like, worry me. That's definitely oh my God. some alarm bells that she thinks this is funny. Yeah. So Mildred calls up Matrice's mother, Latrice, and catches her up on all that the police told her about while the police are giving Matrice a sobriety test, which, crazy enough, shows that she was very much indeed sober. Police were surprised by this, considering that when they went through her car, her Honda Civic, Mm -hmm. they found three pints of alcohol, a case of beer, and less than an ounce of marijuana in the center console. Oh, <laughs> At that point, they decided to impound her car, but that's, like, probably what the, uh, like, officers or everyone was thinking at first, is she's clearly on something. Yeah. But yeah. this just goes to show that she definitely was just having, like, a mental break. Like, she was definitely not on anything. Yeah, definitely. So, they did end up arresting Matrice on grounds of defrauding an innkeeper, which is basically just, like, stealing without paying. Yeah. And marijuana possession for the less than ounce of marijuana which... they found in the car. I'm not surprised. And at that point, too, it was illegal because it's 2009. Unfortunately, I guess. (laughs) It's 2009. Um, Latrice calls the Malibu Lost Hills police station and asks the deputy if Matrice was at their station and if they would be releasing her that day. She stated that she was stressed and worried for her daughter's mental health and begged them not to let her leave until she arrived the next morning. The deputy assures Latrice that her daughter will remain in the holding cell until morning and she can come get her then. Um, But unfortunately, Latrice would never get that phone call from her daughter. Latrice got to the station, got her mugshot, and was placed into the holding cell. 
I don't love that picture, but here's a side by side. Oh yeah. Oh, she looks so pretty in the left one. I know. Yeah, she definitely does look. Like she looks tired. So we were just like looking at her mugshot picture, and there's. I'll post this one to our Instagram. The one that we're looking at right now is like a side by side photo of Matrice. Like she looks amazing. Like probably for a like, pageant. pageant or a modeling shoot or something. Yeah. And then the other one is her mugshot, and she looks like she is tired. Like she just looks like she she's look not herself. there. Yeah. Like yeah, she doesn't look herself. So I don't. That's ba- that's blatantly clear. Yeah. So. <clears throat> um. So the deputy that took Latrice's call never informed the watch commander about the call, explaining that Matrice was not okay to leave the prison until her mother came to get her, and the deputy ended up going home. (laughs) So, at this point, just to clarify, deputy was the one that received the call, watch commander is the one watching over her, Mm -hmm. deputy goes home and does not tell the watch commander about the phone call. Big mistake. Very bad miscommunication. Yes. Definitely simple human error, but a big one. Can go a long way. Yeah. Um, Matrice didn't even know that her mom called worried and said she'd pick her up the next day. So around 12.30 a.m., the watch commander lets Matrice out of her cell and tells her you can either stay in the lobby until morning or you can leave. It's times like this, I wish I could just go back in time and be there to be like, hey, no, don't do that, please. Don't let her leave. Let her stay, please. Her mom will be here in the morning. (laughs) It's okay. Um, Matrice asked to make a phone call to her friend. Then after she tells the watch commander she was leaving and that her friend will come get her. So Matrice walked out of the station into the night. This is midnight, by the way. 12.30 (sighs) a.m. Her car was impounded 12 miles away from the station, and the deputies wouldn't give her a ride to her car, and just keep in mind that Malibu is very rural, so she's just, like, wandering at that point. That's so fucking messed up, I can't believe that the deputies didn't even... But you know why it's crazy? It's Mm -hmm. that I think, um, I don't know where I... Like, when I heard about this case the first time, um, one of the interviews had connected it to Mel Gibson in the area, because apparently he has a house in Malibu. Mm -hmm. And I think they were saying that, like, it's ironic that they don't want to give her a ride, yet they would give Mel Gibson a ride to his car when he had the same, like, problem. When he um, was drunk or something, and they just gave him a ride. Like, privilege. (sighs) Privilege. At 5.35 a.m., Latrice calls the station first thing to arrange bail, but police tell her that Latrice is free to go around midnight, 30. Yeah. Um, Latrice is freaking out she hangs up and then she calls back asking if she can file a missing persons report right away but the deputy advises that she wait a couple hours because she might turn up no i hate when they do that so stupid don't wait don't waiting like literally makes things so much worse i think they say this at morbid um over exaggerate like don't do the least amount, like, even with police officers, whether it's police officers, whether you see something that you think is, like, happening, like, over-exaggerate. If you think something is wrong, like... Yeah, make it sound so much more worse. More worse than it is, because... Or else they're gonna... It's, it's too late. It takes serious. a minute for something to happen to somebody. The first 24 hours are literally the most crucial, crucial. in a missing person, too. So the fact that they're telling her to wait a couple hours is stupid. Um... 
An hour later, a former news anchor, Bill Smith, calls the station six miles away in Montenito, Montenito, telling police that there was a black female wearing a black top and blue jeans about 5'5", laying on his porch. When he asked her if she was okay, she responded, just resting. Oh, oh my heart. Yeah, I just got let out at midnight. I exhausted. Yeah, I feel bad for her because it's like 24. And then like, I just think about like people I know, myself, like if I was alone and I was having troubles, like. She's clearly. And this, again, this goes beyond just like her having another mental, like a mental breakdown or something. Like this goes beyond anything that goes on within your body. Like when you are neglected because the police doesn't want to help you or like keep you even like safe from going outside at 1230 in the morning, I couldn't imagine. Like I would be terrified. Like put it, put it POV real quick. If. Let's say you go somewhere. Let's say you go to some foreign state or country you've never been to before. Yeah. It's like, imagine if you're in Buffalo, nowhere, and you've been arrested. Let's say you've been arrested for, you know, being drunk and being loud in the street or something. Who yeah. knows? And you get arrested. You're at the station. They let you go in the middle of the night, and you have no way of getting home. You don't have your car. You don't have your car. Your stuff is all in your car. Midnight. And it's midnight. Like, what the fuck do you do? Or why would you even let people... It's just so frustrating, but... It's interesting, though, that... Because in a case like that, I would stay in the lobby. Yeah. It's interesting that... That she would want to leave. mindset was still not clear because she left. Clearly, like, I feel like most people would have stayed. Just stayed there yeah. if they had the option. Yeah, which But that's did. the thing that sucks. It's just that, like, I know that the her fault. person that was doing... Yeah, it's not her fault, but I also know the person, I guess, quote-unquote, that didn't know that she needed to be let out. Like, she kept, she had to stay there, um, which is let her go in the middle of the night anyways. Like, why that time, though? Yeah, that is really random. But it's also, like, not necessarily their fault because they no, didn't know. No, it's not, yeah. yeah. I guess the mis- miscommunication, though, I think is like, definitely something that up, yeah. gotta be careful about. Yeah. Um, so, just a reminder, she's laying on this man's porch. She tells him that she's just resting. And it took Malibu police three hours to show up on scene. See that? There you go. <laughs> By the time they came, she was long gone because she left minutes after the police were called. Um, and sadly, this was probably the last sighting of her alive. Oh. Two days passed and police decided to start a search for Matrice after Latrice had repeatedly called the station multiple times. The matter was handed to LAPD's missing persons unit, and they did find shoe prints similar to the ones Matrice wore that night when she left the station. The prints appeared to be walking, then running, into Malibu Canyon, which they chose not to inspect. Okay. After a couple (laughs) days, there were still no leads, and the LAPD missing persons unit eventually hands over the case to LAPD homicide unit. The homicide unit gathered all of her latest social media account posts and text messages to deem that prior to her disappearance, Matrice Richardson had been sleep deprived for multiple days. Considering what they ranked up, it seemed that she would write about 100 lengthy posts a day. So just back to back, making posts on social media. 
Um, a psychologist also looked into her case and shared that Matrice had most likely suffered from undiagnosed bipolar disorder. So yeah. what we were thinking. Um, investigators did find her phone, keys, wallet, her ID, and her ID in her car. Um, and she also had two uh, $2,000 in her bank account. So, I mean, she, she had enough. Yeah, to... she was able to pay the bill. That's so weird, though. It's like, even... See, that's the thing. I, I Again, I'm not a psychologist. <laughs> I can't diagnose anyone the right way or the wrong way, whatever. I, I can't do anything. I can't say anything. But what I can say is maybe my opinion. Yes. And I think that in that case where she was at the restaurant, she had money. She had $2,000 yeah, sitting in her bank account. Had she had money to cover that. And it's like, why put yourself through that if you could have just resolved hey. it? So I, that's what I always wonder. I'm like, what plays into someone's psyche versus something that should just be there and known? Like, if you have that, get yourself out of that situation. Don't put yourself deeper in it and then get yourself arrested. She would have avoided all of this. all of that. She so I, I'm, sh- I'm like so like skeptical. I'm like, why would she put herself through all of that? Like she could have just Paid. been on her way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe not with the marijuana possession, but yeah, true. Ah, uh, okay. When the investigators checked her phone records at the station to see who she called to pick her up, she called her grandmother four times. But Mildred would later admit that she may have been asleep. But if she heard her phone ring, knowing her great granddaughter was in trouble, she would have answered it. Okay. So this girl was probably napping. Um, LAPD homicide unit were confused as to why Malibu Sheriff's Office just let someone with potential mental illness walk free, especially with no money. That's what I'm saying. Phone transportation or id i mean in reality it was like not the person the watch commander's fault letting her go it it was definitely the the deputy to answer that phone call that promised that he would let the yes it's it's not the watch commander's fault in the sense of like uh, they didn't know that the mom called or whatever Yeah, yeah 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 but this is like a good point lapd homicide homicide unit made a good point of like they knew that she had mental illness. Yes, yeah. And I'm assuming the watch commander would know that. Would like, know There that. would have to be some type of, like, meeting before has they leave, be. right? Where it would come up. Yeah. Like a there has sign off. <laughs> yeah. Know? The main thing about this case, too, that I know of is that, <clears throat> is that they did not, and from what I, like, just noticed about this case is that they did not do full, like, reports like they should normally yeah. like they didn't do correct investigations yeah. they didn't i think when you're supposed you're supposed to log everything as yes. the officer right if yeah. i'm not mistaken yes. and i think they just missed everything like <sighs> okay but wait because in response to that in response to you know lpd being like what the fuck y'all doing yeah um to malibu sheriff's office they said that she showed no signs of mental illness or intoxication. She was fine, and she's an adult. Oh. They said, shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, that sounds oh. more of, like, a yeah. cop-out. Like, they were like, she, well, she was fine. She, she was fine. Looked fine. She looked she's fine to me. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Um, it was also questionable. That was a like questionable response because the CCTV footage facing her cell shows her shaking the cell bars. Like she wants See, to get out, probably. Yeah. Like, okay. Like <laughs> it's all laid hello. out for you. <laughs> um, so at this point, I believe this is like ten days later now. On September 29th, two thousand nine. 
The Board of Supervisors approved a $10,000 reward for anyone that had any information in Matrice's disappearance, but nothing came about it. Instantly, this case became very big. Um, Matrice appeared on the cover of People magazine in November 2009, and media outlets from all over were just, like, attacking this case and eating it up. The LAPD conducted months and months of search parties, as well as her own family um, in the area, and they found absolutely nothing. There was a sighting in Las Vegas, but it wasn't her, and the case sadly ended up going cold, or starting to go cold. I felt the cold hit before you even said a yeah. cold. No <laughs> On August 9, 2010, so about a year later, state park rangers in a remote part of Malibu Canyon, aka that dark canyon where the police initially skipped over during their first search because they didn't feel the need to, hmm. came across mummified human skeletal remains. The skull was found separated from the spine and about two miles away from where the former news anchor reported the woman on his porch. So, essentially, for the skull to be separated from the spine is insane. Um, And it was only two miles away from that guy's porch, which means she ran, walked, walked and ran. It's all suspicious that, like, when they first tracked her whereabouts... They checked the prints. Yeah. And they were like walking and then running. And they went into that, um, Mal- the Malibu Canyon. That's weird though that they <laughs> didn't decide yeah, to track Yeah, they decided into that it was it. important. But the thing is, is what I'm trying to say is that was only two miles away from the porch. So two miles is not that much. Of oh, that a walk. isn't. Or like, no, I mean, it's not. for a walk, it is like a kind of long But distance. like, if you're looking at it the way, like, if you're looking for help or something like that, or if you're walking, to find something i feel like two miles can be quick like that but it's the fact that she probably ended up like passing away shortly after she left. oh no doubt i think she i i guess we don't like know two but, miles yeah i was gonna say i and guess we don't know that but she's like I'm, walking and running and then i mean she disappears had to be shortly like, after. i feel like she wouldn't have stayed in the canyon for that long no for her to have been she like... She probably would have just stayed where she was, if anything, if she really just wanted to sleep or rest. Like, why would you leave? Well, I feel the cops like, were called, so maybe she was maybe trying she to got find scared somewhere away. else. Yeah. yeah. But it's just the fact that it was literally shortly after she left the guy's porch. And then she two ran and walked away. two miles away into the Grand... Or the and this is a whole year canyon. after that. Holy shit. And that they found her. Yeah. Yes. Ugh. Um... And to be honest, I mean, but for her spine to be separated from, from her, her skull, he- from her skull, would mean that's s- not normal. That's <laughs> yeah, that would be like foul player if she like, yeah, really badly injured herself. Like if she fell, she would have to do some hard. But I feel damage. like that would have to be like a fluke oh. of falling. I don't think your body would just like fucking explode like that. Like, no, your head. It would take a lot of force. That's so scary. Yeah, that's so scary. Oh, I'm questioning. Um, so, if you guys couldn't guess, that um, body was positively identified as the remains of Matrice Richardson. Um, and the disappearance led to, obviously, a lot of questions and outcry before and after Matrice's remains were even found. Um, the Richards- Richardson family fights to this very day very, very hard to have justice for their daughter's death and how the Malibu Sheriff deputies handled her arrest and the middle of the night release to this day. Amen. As they should. 
According to Los Angeles Times, the county's then Office of Independent Review concluded in a report that deputies at the Malibu Lost Hill Station acted appropriately the night Richardson was released and gave her the chance to stay voluntarily. They had no legal justification, the report said, to deprive her of her freedom. Again, fair. It's like a fair statement, but it's also like, how the fuck did you guys not see that something was clearly yeah. off? With that you? is just the. Also, bug, where like, was the disconnect of like, we have a lady here who's like freaking out and she's very clearly on drugs or mentally ill. You guys need to come pick her up. Yeah. You guys need to come pick her up. So they come pick her up and arrest her. And then they're like, oh, she looked fine to me. She was. No. She was not fine. Did they not, did the restaurant, like, not tell you? I know no. for sure the yeah. restaurant was probably like, yeah, she was saying all this weird stuff. She, like, did this. She went over and told the people that she's from Mars. Like, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Like, where was that disconnect of, like, oh, we didn't know. I don't, I don't know if this is true either, so I, I, I was afraid to put this out before because yeah. please don't come for me, please, for throwing out allegations. But Not fact, allegation. Alle- yeah, allegation. This is just solely from what I saw. Speculation on the internet. But I saw some speculation that <clears throat> reportedly, and they didn't report this down or anything, but apparently some say that the police had went back to the... Um, um, restaurant that they got her from before she was found and they tried to make it seem like she was going crazy or something and having an episode more than she actually was and they said that they wouldn't do that so i'm not saying that that happened i'm not saying it didn't happen but that's something i saw and it kind of like got my attention so yeah um matrice's mom her family and many supporters still believe that there was foul play and that the police covered up whatever happened. Maybe it would have happened. Okay. Yeah. Although the LAPD has denied there being any foul play, although who knows because the manner of death was never determined by LA County's coroner's office. (gasps) Bitch, what? They can identify like death from like thousands of years ago and they can't can't identify her as, yeah, hers is just we don't know. I doubt that. I doubt that. Um, in 2011, the Richardson family got a little bit of justice, as much as they fucking could. Um, they sued the county, and they received a settlement of about $900,000. Okay. Um, Can't bring her back, but... You know. You know you made a dent in the justice system a little bit. Yeah, hopefully. help paying bills <laughs> hopefully, and funeral expenses. Yeah, hopefully. And yada, yada, yada. And yep. funeral fees and all, yeah. so... Um, the case is currently an open case, although cold. And more recently, in March of 2022, so like last year, um, the LA County Board of Supervisors raised and extended a reward of $20,000 for any information leading to the arrest and conviction of anyone responsible for Matrice's death. Um, but that is all. That is the mysterious disappearance and death of Matrice Richardson. Good job. That was a really good job. So proud of you. Um, that case, oh boy. Clearly, I always have to share my thoughts. Yeah. Um, I personally believe that she definitely was in like a manic episode. Mm -hmm. Um, she ran her happy ass away from the guy's porch because he called the cops. Yeah. So she was scared because she didn't want to get arrested again. Yeah. She ran to the canyon where she fell. 
Like, that's... I just, that's your theory? I think Ooh. it was just, yeah. like, as simple she as that. M- she like, may have accidentally fell or something. Like, and... she fell, and maybe she fucking hit a rock on the way down in the wrong spot. Because, I mean, that spot, like, in between your... Yeah. Spinal cord. So maybe she fell backwards or something? Head, or... Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure if you hit it hard enough, like, it can cause some type of separation or something. Yeah. Um, one, one part about... The one, I guess the hardest part about reporting true crime is that it's very hard to acquire autopsy reports. Yeah. Or not that I would want to look at them, but, like, even photos to really understand, like, the placement and stuff. Because yeah. I feel like one thing that's hard to figure out to me is what position was she found in like she may have been in a canyon but was she found like under like a couple levels of like like as if she did fall or did she like was it right on surface level like she was just there and found so that's always a weird thing my opinion would change if she was found depending on where she's found where from what it sounds like like that's the only thing i can think of but i mean clearly if they found her like at the entrance or surface level where clearly she probably wouldn't have fell, then I would think that there is some type of foul play. But it also seems, like, random. The last thing, and I'm not not just saying, like, I want to believe it because I love the conspiracies. I I really don't want to believe that the police could be capable of covering up things. I'm not saying that it hasn't happened in the past because we all know (laughs) what officials to be capable of but no kidding. um i don't want to believe it if 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 that was the case and i'm saying it is again i'm not throwing that out there and saying this was the case but if it were to be the case i could see it in the light that the police knew that they weren't supposed to let her go and after they had let her go i think maybe they knew that she wasn't coming back or something i won't say that i don't I honestly don't think they did anything to her physically, but I could believe that they may have known that, you know, she was just gone and they may have looked for her. I feel like it's just crazy to think, though, because like you said, there were so many like search parties and no one found her for all that time. But it's still a little shady to me because when you had mentioned the part where they saw the footsteps leading up to it that's what I and then decided not to look into they it didn't like investigate like investigate how, that area how would you just be like oh those are her footprints and then be like oh we're not gonna follow we're not those? gonna follow those and then park rangers find her a year later so that's what's really just weird to me that somehow that one area just decided to get overlooked and so. then you know what park rangers found her so then that does have me thinking that she would have probably fallen or she was in a hidden spot because yeah a year later and park rangers park found rangers her you found would think her. that if she was in an obvious spot spot or noticeable yeah. spot that like passerbyers would yeah. have found her but nevertheless what an interesting just case because it just comes to show like you really have to again if you see someone in your family your friends anyone that's around you your associates that are having a manic episode or something. And just because they're not diagnosed with something doesn't mean they don't have it. They just may not be diagnosed yet. Or, you know, if even you, you're having really, really sour thoughts all of a sudden. Because I think there's a, there's a, if I'm not wrong about this, if I'm not wrong, I believe that it's shown to be that when you have, um, bipolar disorder, it, sometimes it doesn't show until you're, early 20s yeah so maybe she was 24 so maybe it was just starting to show um and that was what was happening i think it's kind of started showing with i mean that makes a lot of sense the whole vanessa thing kind of showed there because when you said that she 
was at the ballet part, she was like... Is Vanessa here? Yeah, is Vanessa here? I think she was still kind of like Thinking. struggling about the Vanessa thing, even though it seemed like maybe she wasn't. That's very much definitely. I agree with you there because yeah. that is something that someone with diagnosed bipolar disorder would I was going to say, like, yeah, that's, something uh, sparks it. Something it's like uh, impulsive behavior yeah. and acting on your thoughts. and Something erupts inside of you. Taking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like she really was like, I'm going to drive six hours and Vanessa's going to be so she's happy to live, see me. Yeah, she's going to be and so happy. Like yeah. a, uh, just like a, a distorted view on reality. Whereas yeah, like exactly. we would be like, if I were to drive six hours and go surprise her, like, she'd probably think I'm crazy. Yeah. I can't do that. Like, she'd think I'm crazy. I'd ruin everything. Yeah. Like, ruin any chance I have. You yeah, know? I can't like, go. Things like, yeah. That makes total sense. And, again, we're not diagnosing her. I mean, they were Unfortunately, they weren't able to in time. And I mean, the psychologist did say, though. They did say they figured that this was the case. And I I'm mean, pretty it really sounds textbook that. to me, personally. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be self-diagnosing people all the time. I, yeah, it's really to do that. It's so easy to do that. I, I feel bad sometimes by doing that. But it, it's truly simple here because I feel like we have a psychologist to back us up. Yeah. This I mean, it's really textbook, though. Like, I'm not yeah. going to lie. No, you're right. No, you're definitely right about like that. Like, the bipolar though. disorder and the way she was acting definitely sounds very, like, textbook to me. Her death is a fucking mystery. I mean, I think that she it probably just fell, so but, like, yeah. who the fuck knows? Her spine was... Her head but was it's so weird. From her it's spine. just so weird to me, though. I just can't wrap my head around it, because I'm, like... I don't like when people... I guess when I'm looking at it on the, on the outside looking in, I always get, like, kind of mad, because I'm, like... When people die or something and they were like, oh, well, they were, you know, bipolar and stuff like that. I feel like someone has knowledge of knowing before they die, but it was late, too. So I'm like, I'm thinking if, you know, like you said, like if she slipped and I think like. Yeah, I don't think like she fell because she's bipolar. Like, oh, I yeah, yeah, She yeah. just fell because she fell. Yeah, because she, she fell like, and it was late. It was late it was that like, night. Yeah, because it was some, she got let out at twelve thirty, and then I think it was five thirty. It was five something. So it was yeah, really early in the morning. So maybe really it's not really dark, early. but like she's fucking tired. She's sleep deprived. It said she hadn't slept in three yeah. days. She may have slipped and just yeah, like she's disoriented because she's tired. Yeah, I, uh, I just so wish the. I don't know. I just wish uh, it was handled in a different way. I think this case should. I think the this case could have been completely so much better. Matrice could have been alive today had they dealt with this situation so in a different better. way. Had they have not, you know, made her feel like some kind of like crazy criminal and crazy person, like what the way they kind of like didn't. And again, it just comes back to like that one little thing, like had the had the officer that got that call just told the other person because they know they're not going to be there all night. That was like the domino effect. Yeah. The real domino effect would have been like. Matrice deciding not to pay when she could have, yeah. but clearly altered mind state. So the yeah. real reason this all starts is because of that, like you were saying. Yeah. It just didn't get communicated. The, the communication was off, and I feel so bad because her mom really seemed like... She cared. She knew. She cared. Like, her mom knew, and she cared, and her mom was she like, I'm worried about my daughter, and I really feel like something's off about her. Yeah. I really need to make I'd, sure she's going to be okay there. I'd be interested. I'm sure it's out there somewhere, but if uh, like bipolar or mental illness runs in her family. Oh, that's a good question. Uh-huh. I do wonder that. Wow. If anyone knows, let us know. <laughs> yeah, let us know. But 
again that was what a great what a great case to um just share to everyone um and uh, i hope this also neatly wraps up um the month for us <laughs> i think we did a good job this time around um our again our 30th episode is coming up soon i have been working 30 dirty 30 <laughs> i've been working on some some cute things lately for us behind the behind the scenes brie doesn't really know about them yet either we're gonna yeah. talk about that after the show though so it's okay yeah. i'm excited for us um and outside of that thank you so much for of course listening to us every week you can definitely find us on Instagram, like I had mentioned a little earlier in the episode, at WTLGO Podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at, I'm oh, sorry, Instagram, at <laughs> TikTok at WTLGO Podcast. And, um, oh, also, I never mentioned this enough, but you can find our episodes on YouTube. We are just When the Light Goes Out podcast. Um, Just look us up on YouTube. You'll find us there. At this moment in time, I think we have episodes one through four up. Um, There'll be more uploaded throughout the next week. So just keep looking out for those if you'd like to listen to it that way. And that takes us to the end of the episode. Woo-woo! <laughs> As always, just keep being cute. Follow us. Stay warm out there if you live in the Midwest or anywhere else, because I hear it's cold out there. No kidding. Ugh. And with that, we will see you next when the light goes out. Goodbye. Goodbye.